0: In this podcast, we speak again to former British Superbike champion John Reynolds. This time round, John tells us about his role as test and development rider for Suzuki, and more specifically, his work on getting the GSX R1000 Superbike finalised and ready for production. As he tells us, it's an important job requiring plenty of hard work and plenty of fast riding. But it sometimes involves telling the Suzuki engineers that the job's not finished and they need to do more. Let's listen to him telling us about that and a whole lot more. So, John, we've got the pleasure of talking to you again. Uh, It's a few months on from the original time. Uh, Lockdown restrictions have been eased a bit. Have you been able to sort of get out and about and live a more normal life?
1: Yeah, sort of, Chris. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a tricky one, hasn't it, really? Um, as regards work, there's not really been that much kicking off at all. Racing, there's been no racing at all. Lucky enough now, it's just starting to get back going again. But uh, no, it's, it's, been a, it's been a weird old time for the last six months, really. I think we, we can all agree on that one.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you go to Donington for the first round then, John?
1: No, I didn't. I was watching it on television.
0: Do you ever say, I could have beaten them, I could have won that?
1: No, never. What I do say is, I couldn't do that again. I really do. <laughs> I mean, when you see them sat on the line and you think, I know exactly what they're going through. Um, no, I don't envy them uh, one bit. Yeah.
0: Did you used to get very nervous, John?
1: Yeah, very nervous, yeah. I mean, uh, on the verge of really being sick, you know, it was that bad. I didn't really want to eat uh, on a Sunday, just especially on a Sunday get up in the morning you'd have to force, force some breakfast down and uh, then force something to eat during, during the racing but uh, I used to live on a, a liquid diet mainly on, on the Sunday.
0: Okay let's move things uh, forward and take you back in time. Uh, we're going to talk this morning about your test and development uh, role as a, as a test rider for Suzuki and specifically your involvement with the GSXR 1000 models. Um, what, just tell me a bit about that role, John. What, what does it involve? It involves
1: working with the Japanese, with the, the people that design and build the bike, and really pushing the bike to its limits on the road and on the track. Really, it's as simple as that. Just putting, putting the bike through its paces, basically.
0: And and at what point do you get involved or did you get involved with that 2017 model?
1: And we went out uh, over to Japan to test the bike uh, the first time. And the idea was to go and sign it off and, uh, you know, get it into production. But we came to the uh, conclusion, actually, the bike wasn't ready. You know, my brief was that it needed to be the fastest bike around the track, basically. And uh, we came away or at that test, realised it actually wasn't. So really, it was back to the touring boards.
0: So w- which track? Was it the Suzuki's test track? Is it ryu Yes, or?
1: Yeah, it was, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's a great, and, it's a great uh, test track, actually.
0: Uh, and why is that, John? Is it because it's got great variety in terms of corners?
1: Exactly that, yeah. You've got flat-out, top-gear corners, second-gear corners, a long straight, which is probably a uh, mile and a half long, so you know you can get the bike maxed out in top gear for a long period of time, it's over the Crest of a Hill as well, so stability comes into it. No, it's got everything, as you can well imagine.
0: Now, if they were saying that the model wasn't fast enough compared to the opposition, I presume that they had examples of, you know, the R1, the ZX-10 and the Blade there for comparison. And, And do you get to ride those as well, John?
1: Yes, we do, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, so you're making a very specific judgment. I'm, I'm quite uh, impressed with that. And it strikes me as though you probably reached that conclusion within about three to five laps. Was that true?
1: No, not really. No, it, uh, well, it, it's, it's a day's work. I mean, we, we get out and we, we ride the, the, the old Suzuki, in other words, the, uh, the pre, pre-model to that. And then we ride the new one and then we'll ride all the competitors bikes so that that will take a day there's three test riders within the team plus the japanese rider as well so that'll be four and uh then we start the serious stuff so it's it's basically a you ride the bike and get your uh, first opinion of, of how it all feels and then it gets down to the serious part of it as you actually start then pushing the bikes and then we start comparing the bikes
0: I mean, it strikes me as though, being the competitive chap that you are, you were probably trying as hard to set the fastest lap you could possible as you would do in a BSB round. Yeah, you're, pu- you're pushing hard. Yeah, you really
1: are. I mean, you've got to, if you're going to test the bike to the limits, you've got to be pushing hard. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm as quick now than I, as I was when I, when I was at my peak, but, uh, you know, I can still drag a bike around a track reasonably and be quick. And, uh you know, I, I, I've got good feedback of what the bike's doing. And uh, if it's not doing anything right, then we, we talk about it. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a fascinating job. It really is. And working with incredibly clever people. But, uh, you know, I've been gifted with that most of my racing career anyway. So, um, I mean, one of the questions a lot of people ask is, you know, how on earth do you complain about a bike to, to the Japanese who just built it? But, <laughs> you know, my, my job at the end of the day is not... As a yes man to say, oh, what a fantastic job this is! If it's if there is something wrong, you know, I'm paid to to say. I think this is uh, a weak part of where we're at. Can we make it better? So, uh...
0: and what sort of reaction do you get from the Japanese if you are pretty critical about a specific item?
1: Yeah, I mean they do take it personally if uh, if you do criticise, but. You know, if it's done in a way where they can see you're not being funny about it, you actually honestly mean what you're saying, um, then you you ride with it, really. But, yeah, they don't take it that well, to be fair. When they spent probably two years developing a motorcycle and then somebody from England comes over and criticises, you know, it's not going to go down too well, is it? Obviously. I think when they're talking Japanese and... uh, Obviously, I can't understand, you know, it's probably beneficial for them, maybe.
0: <laughs> Might be <laughs> beneficial for you, in fact, depending well, mate, on what you say, yeah. Uh, John, give me some examples of issues that, you know, would there be a suspension issue that you weren't happy with, or a power delivery, a steering issue? What, what sort of things lead to debate?
1: When we, we uh, got there to start with, it didn't have a uh, quick shifter on
0: it. How did that get resolved?
1: we we kept mentioning this quick shifter every time we went out on the bike came back said great quick shifter we need a quick shift all the time and uh if you could if you can imagine the, the circuit where we're at in Rio, we're in the the park in the uh like the garage here the straight goes across there all the way around the bike, and then the straight comes back down again uh, about 250 yards away but in the middle is a little access road and uh, we're just sat there having a cup of tea and we saw, we heard this GSXR come up this little uh, service road, had a massive box on the back of it, and it sounded like it got a quick shifter on it. And I said to Jurgen, my friend, German friend, I said, that, that's a quick shifter they, they've got on that bike. And that's, that's exactly what they're doing. They're testing a quick shifter. So we knew then we, we were going to have something to work with later on. Um, as regards handling, there was a bit of an issue with the the bike in uh, stability when we first started riding the bike. So the wheelbase was lengthened slightly and then we, we it came back to a beautiful sweet machine again, which we were looking for.
0: John, the the, the electronics are part and parcel of modern superbikes. Uh, you know, traction, cornering, ABS, power modes, etc. How much involvement do you have in refining those?
1: Well, I'd never had traction control in my racing career, so it was all new to me. I was learning about it, so it was all really quite interesting. Um, but what I didn't want was the bike to, with the traction to be coming in when you didn't really need it. You know, I just wanted it there to save you. Well, on the GSXR, r the, there's 10 modes of traction control. Uh, to, well, to 10 variants, if you like. Uh, one being very, very little at all, very intrusive or little intrusive, or number 10, where it would actually drag you out of a muddy field if you really wanted it to. You know, that's how good and variant it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what, what I didn't want was the bike on, say, traction control one, which is the least intrusive, to be coming in as you're accelerating hard out of corners. I wanted the bike to be able to slide and give you uh, uh, give the rider a feeling, if you like, but then save the slide from being a high side. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting. and we, we, we sort of got there in the end.
0: When you went back to test the modified greater power faster bike uh, were you instantly sort of impressed that they'd done the job as well as they needed to
1: yeah pretty much so yeah we uh, we, we got back and we realized that there was the quick shifter was on and that worked beautifully uh, Blipper system as well um, and the horsepower figures were, were good and we, we were competitive and Yes, we are over the moon with it. Uh,
0: How much do you think your sort of analytical mind and your racing background help you with the role and identifying what needs to be improved?
1: Well, I suppose it helps if you've won a couple of British championships and, uh, you know, you've been successful or semi-successful in World Superbike and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've got a bit of credibility and, you know, I, I can... The, 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 the deal is, well, the Japanese riders are there and I'm going around with some of the, the top uh, test riders and they they would come back and say, either this bloke hasn't got a clue what he's doing, he's slow or, you know, he ain't that bad, you know, and, I'd like to think it's he uh, it ain't that bad. Is what what the uh, they come up with? But
0: uh... what about the analytical side, though? I mean, you know, when you when you practice and qualify and race, you're constantly thinking about the behaviour of the bike, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And being able to interpret those feelings to an engineer, that must still hold true, does it, when you're testing and developing the the GSXRs?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I. Uh... You know, every time you're on the bike, you're thinking of what it's doing, what it's not doing, and uh, yeah, I mean, 20 years of racing motorbikes, that's all you do in testing and qualifying, is trying to make the bike work better for you, and uh, work out if it's not going to work for you that weekend, how you're going to work around it to make make it work, if you like, just make the best out of it, so... uh,
0: It strikes me as though it's quite a a sort of a a job requiring many of the qualities that racing does—sort of dedication, you know, analysis, as I've mentioned. And is it quite rewarding, or just as rewarding as racing at times, John? This test and development role.
1: You know what it is when you've actually hit on something, and you've been complaining about something for a bit, and then you actually get it right it's just such a satisfying feeling. It's not like being, yeah, in a, in a, in a race scenario because you're working with a team, you know, and the, the team are all there for one reason, one reason only, that's to make that bike the best it can possibly be. And when you hit on something and you think, wow, it gives you a, a great feeling. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And I do enjoy they, that part.
0: How fast are the Japanese test riders, John? Are they a bit handy?
1: Yeah, they are. They're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's... They're ex, ex-racers, you know, and they—they uh, they are very quick, and of course they know the circuit as well, and they know how to get the best out of it. So, uh, I mean, they wouldn't be employed if they if they weren't quick, because you know what's the point in, in testing a bike if you can't push it to the limits? No, they're a good bunch. They really are.
0: Do you ever get asked your opinion on some of the things that don't that aren't so performance-related, like the general comfort and rideability mm-hmm. of the bike?
1: Absolutely, yeah, everything. Yeah, there's a, there's a big list, what we have to go through. You know, manoeuvrability, comforts, uh, visibility on how things are, the mirrors, the lights. We, the whole package is, is tested. And, you know, I say the lights, we even do a, a night test where we have to go out at night and, and compare the bikes with the visibility on the road with the, the lighting and stuff. So everything, everything is tested, yes, even the looks of the bike ask our opinion on
0: how much road riding do you do John
1: we do a lot the the the, uh, the first test we did uh, we went out to Japan and then we went out to Japan again to test and then we thought yeah that's brilliant And then they came back to Europe and we had a month, but riding right. pretty well every day it was it's a big deal
0: uh, it would appear so Uh, John, did you end up going to the press launch then of the final production version?
1: Yes, the world launch over in Australia, Phillip Island. Yes, I was there. Um, I did all the uh, the rider briefings before they went out during the day and uh, yeah, it was was a great uh, week we had out there.
0: And and were you happy with that final bite that you knew was going to go to the shops?
1: I was very happy, yeah. I mean, I was was proud to be part of it. I think most of the press enjoyed the bike, and uh, and they still do. To be fair, I mean.
0: Well, I'll, uh, shall I tell you a story? I, I'm a bit sort of um, worried about the performance of superbikes these days, and I, I, I love them, and they are fantastic things to ride. But I do worry about the licence being uh, retained. And I needed a bike to get from Milton Keynes home. That's all. It was after I dropped a test bike off and James offered me a GSXR $1,000. I said, mate, I don't need to get home in seconds. I just need to get <laughs> home eventually, you know. Anyway, the, I ended up going to Wales on it uh, for some business I had in a couple of, a couple of days after. And it was really quite usable, comfortable. It was, a, it was a bloody good road bike. And of course, it was very, very stimulating whenever you got on the throttle. And then I ended up going to Scotland on it for about uh, I think three days or so, and I came back with a completely revised opinion of that bike. It is much more versatile and real world than you might think, isn't it?
1: : It is, honestly, and I totally agree with you with that. It's, it's a sports bike that you can actually tour on. and I've said that. you know I've done that before I've been over to, uh, to in, up to Scotland on the bike and spent many an hour on the bike and you know the, as, as sports bikes go. It's probably one of the most comfy bikes out there, if not the most comfy bike. And it's, it's got everything you need. You know, you've got comfort, you've got speed. And again, the throttle works both ways. Just because it will do the best part of 200 miles an hour doesn't mean you have to do it on the road anyway. So, uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's still one of the best bikes out there, if not the best bike.
0: Uh, John, the, the bike was good enough to do well in racing, wasn't it? In super stalking, road racing particularly with Michael Dunlop on it. Um, w- were you pleased to see that and, and was it obvious when you were testing it that it would be good for that role?
1: I did, I knew that for a fact, yeah. I mean, my as I said earlier, my brief was to make sure that bike is as quick or quicker than anything on a track. And I came away thinking, you know what, we've got one of the or the best bike out there now. Um, so I was com- convinced we were going to win championships with it. And we have done with the uh, the superstock, you know, which is a great, um, if you can win championships on a stock bike, then that's great.
0: I mean, do you think the GSXR has still got it? Has it still got potential to do well in British Superbike racing?
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. It's going to win races. It will do. Yeah, sure. Uh, as I say, I think car ride is going to be, uh, a good lad to have on the bike and you know he's first time out on on a superbike and he led a race uh you, you can't knock that um he'll come strong and i think he, you know he's, he's worth keeping hold of if they can you know there's not a bad bike out there but you, you've got to have the package you've got to have the team which suzuki you've got i'm convinced they've got the bike and i'm convinced they've got the rider now uh again so um i think we'll see them winning races and uh there's no two ways about it. There's nothing wrong with that bike at all.
0: So, John, just away from the racing and the GSXR now, in uh, in particular, what sort of other Suzuki's have you helped play a role in in, in testing and developing?
1: Well, the first test I ever, I ever did was with the uh, SP650, and that was, uh, I think, really for me to uh, to see what it, testing was like. This was over in Germany, and to see if I enjoyed it, and to see whether the Japanese would work with me, and it worked out, I enjoyed it, and they could work with me, so, which was good. And you know what, that SP 650 when I thought, we we're gonna have a week testing that, I thought it was gonna be quite tame. You know what, I fell in love with that bike, incredible. The part of the circuit we do, we do the, the windy road, we do uh, bike lane stuff, we do fast roads, and then we do an autobahn section, which is about 16 kilometers long, well it is, 16 kilometers. And that bike, to get onto the Autobahn was pinned 16 kilometers day in day out and it just goes to show the, the bike is just bulletproof proper proper thing it was. And was invested, uh, uh, I've been in with all the uh, GSXRs the 750s the 600s also the thousands and also the beeking. king that was fun.
0: Now final question are you any good at either of these two things drinking sake and karaoke? one of them which one
1: i'm not no no good at uh, karaoke that is for sure yeah
0: how do you know that you're no good at karaoke
1: people tell me (laughs) 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 but uh but honestly if you do get the chance to go to japan go because it's one of the best places in the world i love it
0: sounds like he's still enjoying the biking life doesn't it Mind you, it's obvious from what John says, there's a hell of a lot more to the test and development role than you might think. I wouldn't mind having a go at it, but I'm not sure if I'd be brave enough to tell anyone their baby wasn't quite good enough yet. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss the next Inside Line podcast. See you then.